Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I really can't but stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been I'm hoping that you drop so in very nice. Hold your hands there just like I My mother will start to worry. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. If you hear Samantha enunciating and making sure she knows her words ahead of time. It means it wasn't the first time she tried to start the episode tonight. Merry Christmas. A couple weeks early. Happy Hanukkah. Right I, on I like time. A... <laughs> That's, uh... Here's a weird question to ask. The st- Jewish stereotypes. Uh-huh. Are y'all normally early or late? I know my answer. Early. Yeah, not bad. No, it... So, the Jews from Miami have been too influenced by the Cubans... But every other Jewish person is usually on time. Well, you've heard it here first. Um, <laughs> it is December second. Second. Act like you work for a bank. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, but like, it's not like I have to like write the date on like deposit slips or withdrawal slips anymore. Ha ha. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, retail. <laughs> um, no, if you work retail, you're you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> um, Someone got to do them. Glass, not us. Absolutely. If you're new here. Then welcome. We talk about our lives and we talk about a random movie from our massive movie collection every single week. And uh, during the holiday season, we switch it up a little bit. We always have a kind of a set schedule of picking a specific Christmas movie. Samantha's birthday is Christmas Eve, so we do. Uh, we each get to pick a movie for our birthday, that sort of thing. Our schedule's a little out of whack just because life's a little out of whack because that's what the holidays are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and life trying to coordinate. Everything. Everything. So we're recording this a day before we start uh, basically a week-long vacation, being in, essentially in town, like 40 minutes away. Um, when, when you're hearing this, that basically has already concluded. We've uh, You'll hear on the next episode, or one of the next episodes that we record, talking about uh, our trip to Disney with our daughter, to all the different like holiday festivities that we did, um, wrapping presents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe some more movies, because last week's episode, we definitely talked about a lot more movies that, we, that we've watched lately. Um, but we haven't been able to do that from the, the two days we just recorded. Right, but hopefully we'll be able to watch a movie while we wrap presents like we did yeah, um, previously. We're going to try to squeeze them in as much as we can. So. Yes. Um, and we will have our schedule be a little bit as I said, out of whack in terms of probably what we've announced or what makes sense for the holidays. So um, our next episode should be our guest star episode with our friends Tim and Allie Anderson, but we had some some L- illness that delayed that. And also, Don't say it like that if you were going to think like, what? No. Tim got chlamydia. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. He treats chlamydia. Not just chlamydia. He treats everything. He'll tell you about it. Um... Yeah, that's why he wants to come on the show. Talk about how he's an infectious disease nurse. Uh, so, like, we, the two we just episodes... totally blew up his spot completely. Hey, t- <laughs> hey, Tim, can you tell us about the six the most disgusting things you've seen in the hospital? Also, why did you cry during Arthur Christmas? <laughs> um, so the two movies that will be actually airing around, like, your birthday and Christmas won't be the Christmas episodes at all now. They're going to be the movie that you selected and... Uh, Snowpiercer, which I guess it's snow. Yeah, it works. It works. Cool. It works out. Back, backdoored our way into it as usual. Uh, so this is really our Christmas episode, which is fine because the Christmas movies we already have noticed. So I think we talked about it near the end of October, how the holiday season didn't feel like the holiday season for Halloween because like there just wasn't any spooky or scary movies on television. Not Whereas at all. for Christmas, like Thanksgiving Day, they already were playing. Home Alone, A Christmas Story, The Wizard of Oz, and Christmas Vacation, and Elf on a loop. Yeah. And I was like, which I, if I have to pick and choose which 
I see on a more consistent basis. I'm going to pick Christmas, but it was just odd that it was so overwhelming already. So it is fitting that we do the Christmas movies this early because, fuck, they've, they've already been this early everywhere else. Well, yeah, and I think, like, Hallmark Christmas movies start They start, already. like, in August, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, like, I mean, there's always a lot more emphasis on Christmas season than spooky season, which... It's fine. I'm always for. Sure, but I love spooky season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I mean, I don't so, want to pass it up, but we have a lot more Christmas decorations for our home than Halloween. We forgot to put up all of our Halloween decorations because it just snuck up on us. We, I loved as a kid, and this is going to be different because you're you, Jewish. You're going to have I'm, me tell the same story that I tell every Christmas season on the show. I, I don't. I would love to hear it because I don't remember what it is. I'm of being course. sarcastic. I don't want to hear it. Um, Christmas in July. You've ever, are you familiar with the concept? Uh, so I'm actually familiar with a Halloween in July. Um, so at summer camp, we would do. Um, well, that makes sense because Halloween. I mean, yeah. horror movies around camps and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Spooky we would do. Um, we would do a Halloween in July, and we would actually put together a big haunted house. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, all this stuff for, like, the, the kids. Um, this is when we were counselors. So, like, Carly and I, we would do this. Our friends, Jacob, Nicole. like, And we would go all out. There was some pretty scary uh, stuff, if I must say this. My first exposure to the Ring movies. Because I obviously talked on the show before how I'm adverse to scary movies. I love spooky season, but I don't like scary movies. Which is weird. Yep. I know, but... Um, yeah, I just have vivid memories of like learning how to do like bruise makeup and like um like bloody oh, wonderful. makeup and like bloody makeup and stuff. Great. That's exactly well, what I want like you to be an expert Halloween. at. No, I just have such a vivid memory of like learning uh-huh. how to do that um from the girls at, at camp. Um so that's pretty cool. I just remember like I, and I think it's still a thing, but it's funny the other day there was nothing on television. So I just put like QVC on on Black Friday because I'm like, what's still like? Why is QVC still a thing? Yeah, and there was an eight hundred dollar vacuum like, or was, something. It was on sale uh, for like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Whatever, like, get the Petionic one that we have. It's great. And I remember my mom like would watch that stuff constantly. Yeah. Even I would put them, in the, and it used to be a little bit more specialized. Where now it's just like big ticket items. They would have like an hour of like movie, like like they would. I always remember there was a Batman Forever one. My mom, my mom got me some cool shirts. They would always, they had like a Power Rangers one. There was more things for kids back then. Sure, sure, but sure. But every year they would have a big Christmas in July sale. And I feel like all the department stores had it too. Whereas like the middle of the year they would run like a big holiday lake sale for like get your shopping done early or like hold on to these things for five fucking months until I it's time for the, an the holidays. the kind of thing maybe. Maybe. I just remember it so vividly. So for the fact that we're talking about like thing like Christmas being done early, that's the first thing I think of. Of course, th- there probably wasn't anything like that for Hanukkah because, you know, Hanukkah in May just is on the same ring as Christmas in July. Um, who wants to spend eight days in May doing anything, really? Let's be, let's be honest. I barely want to do the eight now. Yeah, um, I'm aware. It's, it's, it's nice. Jillian enjoys lighting the candles. Every time she wants to light the candles, I'm like, this is when she sets the house on fire. Um, we help her. Don't think we're just giving her a lighter and she just goes to town. Like, we're, we're helping her. When you're hearing this, Hanukkah is basically over. Oh, we need to... Oh, yeah, we need to set those presents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hanukkah is over by the time they're hearing this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hanukkah's over on Sunday Yes, yeah, so we need to grab those last two presents. Monday. We need to grab day six and day seven to bring with us to the hotel we're staying at. 40 minutes away. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's enough up front. Let's get to the Christmas movie selected this year. I think what we're going to do is we're going to probably try to do some sort of a pattern where we do, like, one, like, legitimately good Christmas movie and one, like, of, like, the bad Hallmark or, like, shitty Christmas movies that we've just acquired we've got a lot. Years. We have a lot of bad Christmas movies we, now. We try to get them. We went a little nuts when, like, Walmart had, like, a shitty sale a couple years ago. <laughs> so last year we did a Very Merry Toy Store. So this year... Um, I forgot we did a Very Merry Toy yeah. Store. Oh, boy. There's three more in that pack alone. Oh, boy, um, Yes. This year, we decided to go with Elf because it just felt like it was time. I and mean, we've already done A Christmas Story. We've already done um, Nightmare Before Christmas. We had done... What other Christmas movies have we done? I feel like we did a couple other big ones. We're about to do Get Love out Actually. Get my way, box. Jingle All the Way. Um, Did you forget that? 
So yes, we, we've done a bunch, and also uh, where we're going with Jillian, they're having a, an elf themed like festivity or event or something. The main thing is is elf themed. Elf themed, so is that way she has a little bit more frame of reference. And we figure she's five; she's old enough. She still she she giggled. Quite yeah, a bit. She, yeah, she she found it to be pretty pretty funny. She um she's starting to be able to dip her toes into like live action things. So yeah, that was that but, was good. But man, those questions. She's at that also at that age where she does not shut stop. up. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna be a bit nicer about nope. it. Nope. She does not stop. She she just is asked, why? Who's that? What what does it mean? Who is it? Very why? 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 Which is great because she's super smart and she remembers the things that we tell her, which yes. is great. But yo, now I know why. Sometimes I just want to sit down and watch something in peace. Yeah. Yes. I don't uh, even want to talk to you right now. That's why I like watching the movies rather than recording. Oh, but yeah. yeah so we watched so many, here my little so this podcast started, it was like, cool, at least two hours a week. I don't have to talk to you. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, to sacrifice having a week to specifically just talk to you for this. And then I'm done. Uh, Samantha, will you read the box for Elf, please? Sure. Thank you. Elf. Funny and intelligently made. Will Ferrell gives a terrific comic performance, says Mick LaSalle, San Francisco Chronicle. Why is it so small? Why'd you take your glasses off? Uh, sometimes I could see better. That's weird. When it's closer, when it's like close you're, up. You're a freak. I'm not a freak. That's how eyes work. Buddy, Will Ferrell, is different from all of Santa's other elves. For one thing, He's a cotton-headed ninny-muggins when it comes to making toys. For another, he's six foot three. And the real clincher? He's human. So one special December, Buddy sets off on a holiday adventure to New York City in quest of his real dad. How Buddy finds his father, James Kahn, and the meaning of Christmas is a joyous, jaunty, sweet-as-a-candy-cane gift for everyone who loves bright contemporary comedy and timeless all-family classics. Oh, yes! Mwahaha! So well still only up one. Up one? Cool. Uh, can I have the box so I can... Sure. So, uh, this movie and I... It's a, it's a weird tale. Um, Tell it. So I saw it in theaters. Uh, I want to say it was one of the first movies I ever saw, like... By myself, like with really? friends. Well, like so, like I've told the story. Like if there was a movie I really, really wanted to go see, and my parents would want to go see, and, and vice versa, we would go together and we just go separate. But I saw this movie. Uh, it was probably one of the f- probably one of the first five movies I saw when I worked at the theater because this came out in two thousand three, right after I started when I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. I think I still remember. I'll never forget the first movie I ever saw for free in the theaters with Andrew's Angry was Dickie Roberts' former child star. Shout out to David Spade. Oh, wow. It was what was going on. I was like, I was just so excited to see a movie for free. So we're like, we're going to go see this. I remember I saw Kill Bill before I was technically legal to see it, but I worked at the theater, so I didn't fucking care. And yeah, this probably was like the third or the fourth movie I saw in theaters for free um, with Keaton. Me and Keaton went to go see this because in 2003, like Will Ferrell is still on SNL, I think. He's either still on it or no. The, he he was still on. Yeah, he was still on it. He, he was on the way out. But yeah, he, he was still he, on. I think his that he was in his last season or his next to last season. Yeah, and there was nobody on the planet that was funnier than Will Ferrell in two thousand and three. Yeah, that was like he was tippity top. Yeah, like there are certain people in the annals of comedy, especially in film, that like have their streaks and their moments. Uh, Bill Simmons used to give out like an I, I think I don't know if he did it for comedy, but I know he did like an action like championship belt type like concept where it's like who holds the belt for like however long like a boxer almost not like wrestling but like boxers how hold it for years and years and years will ferrell probably had like the comedy belt from like oh two until like god like probably like oh seven oh eight like at latest and this and old school were like his first stakes in the ground he was the funniest person on the planet mm-hmm. um so for him to do, like, a Christmas movie was very, like, intriguing us. We went to go see it. And we didn't really understand that it was going to be, like, a family movie. Like, I... I 
Right, because he wasn't necessarily... Wasn't a... I mean, he's doing SNL and right. he's doing old school. Super, like, raunchy. Yeah, he's... Yeah. And, and even yeah, in his yeah. supporting roles prior, you know, he was in, like, Austin Powers and other things like that. So we went in expecting a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. And we enjoyed it enough, but I remember leaving me like, man, that was a little whack, you know? As a 16-year-old, yeah. 17-year-old, wanting to go and laugh at a, a Will Ferrell comedy... I was a little underwhelmed, so I always had, like, a bit of a resentment or just, like, an overrated feeling about this movie for a very long time, and I want to say, I still feel it is overrated. It's the most modern Christmas classic, right? There's nothing that's come out since this. This and Love Actually came out the same year. I think Love Actually came out in 04, Something yeah, it came out like an, it came, it came out before. I'm positive because yeah. I'll tell the story next week how I remember that it came out before. Okay. Um, but no, no, not for that. For for uh, my drama teacher. Mm. Um, um, I think I think so. I mean, there have been other ones like Four Christmases have come out since then, which you're the super night before. With. I hate you. The night before. But like, if but... you were honestly to like walk on the street sure. and ask people to give you like a top five Christmas movie thing. Elf is probably almost in that top five oh, at this absolutely. point with people, and it's it's not even twenty years old yet. Um, I can't believe it's going to be twenty years old in two years. Yeah, it's eighteen years old at the moment. Um, so that's crazy. I I don't know if for me personally, and maybe it's because my first experience with it was as a burgeoning like adult, mm-hmm. and I didn't have an emotional attachment to it as a child, like I have with the Home Alone movies and A Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation, as to why it's, like, definitively on another tier for me. But it has grown on me, and I have learned to appreciate it, Mm -hmm. while I still believe it has significant problems that people ignore just because of it being a Christmas movie. Well, and I... I, So I'd love to hear your... I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I think that that's always true. And I think we've talked about that before when we've talked about like the the sentimental feelings that we have towards some movies and how you sometimes forgive, you know, things that would otherwise be considered like fatal flaws because of that. Um, so I think like it's just an overarching theme that like Christmas movies, holiday movies get a little bit more grace. Um from from most people, but I do. They definitely, I think, go under a microscope, and if they don't work, then they're just forgotten. Like that's right, that's. Right. I think that's the worst it gets. Is like you don't make a mark. Well, then you're just out in the ether and like. Right. You know, you're just a Hallmark titty. Christmas movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. So what? So what do you think of this movie? I already said I. I've grown to appreciate it. But I, th- I personally feel it is overrated. I was, the past couple times I've seen it on TV and we've like just thrown it on, I'm like, you know what, I, I actually, like, I think I do like this one. So like from watching it beginning to end for the first time, probably since I saw it in theaters, to be perfectly honest, I was like gearing up to be like, man, I'm fucking wrong. I'm stupid. And watching, I'm just like, eh, it's fine. It's got some really funny parts. Like it's got laugh out loud funny parts. Like that. They happen, you react, like, it's knee-jerk, and that's great. I love the story. I think it's the classic Christmas, Mm -hmm. feel-good, family-believe story, and... um, I love the way that it feels. It feels old and new all at the same time. Yes, absolutely. You get that from the set design, the production design. It has the modern comedic sensibility of its time that you get... At the right time, with S- with Will Ferrell being on SNL right. and so not being like the biggest star on the planet, right? And the humor does grow on you because kids can laugh at it. Like my five year old laughing at Will Ferrell, like like swirling around, Santa! like screaming Santa, yeah. and running into a yeah. wall and doing and awkward I things. And I laughed at that too. And I yeah, and like, I, but we also laugh at the things that are predicated to be more so towards adults. us. Right, right. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that it, I think it works so well, and it's age so well being almost 20 years old because there isn't anything in it that ages badly like we've talked about it before where like there there'll be like jokes and things that just age badly you normally get those with like you normally don't have anything like that in kids movies so you're fine i'm not the biggest i'm not the biggest fan of the peter dinklage scene i've never liked that Uh, sure but that's i i i I totally get get that scene Okay. 
but I've never been a big fan of that scene. Sure. Just, it, go go ahead and finish your point, and I'll get to like I think what my biggest gripe about the movie is. As well, a whole. that Sorry. I mean that was my point. It was just like that you can watch this, you know, in two thousand and five, and in two thousand and twenty five, and it still feels the same, and it still has the same re- like it garners the same reaction. Yeah, which which is good, so, I think. For a Christmas movie. Yes. So my thing with it is that to a certain extent, it's all of it just gets to be a little bit too much for my taste in terms of not the sugar. So there's a big dichotomy between the sugariness. And the abrasiveness. Mm -hmm. And I never feel like those two gel Mm -hmm. to make it like that as heartwarming of a movie as it should be. Okay. Like Will Ferrell is so childlike and so pure. And everybody else surrounding him is not. Even, Even like when they're in the workshop, even like... Bob Newhart is not, like, this chipper, happy, you know, like, present. Yeah. Santa, fucking Ed Asner is basically, Ed, I feel like Santa's got a cigarette in his hand the whole fucking right, movie. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, But then you pile it up with New York City. You pile it up with James fucking Khan. You pile it up with, uh, like, the younger brother and Zoe Deschanel. And, like, yeah. everybody that's just kind of in this coma of a existence that Buddy eventually rescues them from. But, like, you never get... Like, even when they're being rescued, I never feel like, oh, well, he's still just kind of a dick. Or she's still kind of, like, this aloof. You know, like, it never... Like, if I'm going to watch a Christmas movie, I feel like, just fucking go for it. Just, like, full-blown change of heart, totally different. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I attribute it a lot to Favreau. And, like, I, I don't remember, like, how many films Favreau had done up to this point. It was one of his first that he had directed. Um, so I feel like he definitely needs needed to like refine his approach. I, I know that very famously there was not an Elf 2. Um, and that's been reported by some people for a couple different reasons. Because Favreau and Will Ferrell don't get along. Didn't necessarily get along. It's James Caan's version of it. I don't know if you can trust James Caan. But um, Will Ferrell also just, to his credit felt that Elf was, like I just said, very pure and didn't want to bastardize it right. by creating an unnecessary sequel. So he turned down upwards of $30 million up front Yo, to not do Don't it. Don't get those checks, Will Ferrell. Man, if I... 30, would, give me $30,000 I'll do it. I would remake Birth of a Nation for $30 million. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I will... I will make a Three Stooges version of Mein Kampf for $30 million. Fuck you. I don't care about the integrity of anything. <laughs> Pay me <laughs> is my integrity. Um, so it just, I think that mixed with my memories of like first seeing it, there's something with it where it just doesn't click with me and I can't give it anything better than it's perfectly fine and good. Okay. And, and there's a few scenes and a few like particular performances that are the main one. But I hate, I also get a little tired of like the snowball effect in movies. I always go back to like meet the parents in this regard. And that like at a certain point, it's just like, like comedic torture porn, right? Like watching one person go through so much. Well, it's also on the flip side. It's also sometimes a little torturous and a little bit, extenuating when you have one character driving so many people up to like a point to, to drive a point home. And that's what happens here. So like by the time the James Conn flips out at him, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, and that's you put not syrup on your spaghetti. And, like. then, and that's not, oh God, every Gross. time I see that, I'm not very queasy and I'm not very like, I don't get like that when I like, I see things with yeah, that. You do when it's food based, you do. Not really, do I? I think. <laughs> really strong affirmation there. 
Um, but for that, because also I know it's real, and I know that Will like threw up in between takes when he That's was doing hilarious. it for the authenticity of it, then yeah, I, I get a little, ugh. Uh, but a lot of it is just, is just a, a pass for me. But there is a lot of it that I genuinely, thoroughly enjoy, especially more so now, because I have a better appreciation for it as, you know, as more of like a film mm-hmm. critic and also just as an adult and as a family Sure, man. sure, sure. Um, when he first gets to New York City, it's fucking awesome. It's like the last stuff they filmed apparently. Oh, yeah? And they just, like, literally were like, hey, we got a day left. Let's just film Will, like, just doing shit in Let's New York City. Off. And yeah. if you do something with a person, they'd be like, hey, do you want to sign this waiver and be in a movie? And they're like, sure. And that's the only way they can really get around it, because at that point, everyone knows who Will fucking Farrell is, and he's dressed as an elf, so what the fuck's going on? Right. Um, that stuff's awesome. All the stuff in the mall is awesome. Artie Lane is fucking Santa is hilarious. Um, and the reason why most of that stuff is hilarious and the other stuff works it's just, it's just Will Ferrell. Like, yeah. When Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell at this moment, this movie soars because he literally can do no wrong. He's the MVP of this movie without. A oh, fucking no one else. Question. No one else could have done. I this. didn't write. Normally, I will force myself to give options. I no. didn't even write anybody else fucking because down. I, and I think that this has a good, strong ensemble cast. I think that there are a lot of people who do a lot of good things. On paper, I would say. <laughs> Sure, on paper. I have a I, on paper. I have problem with most of the other cast performances, which is another. Oh well, I I, I don't. Thing I think for that, me, I think that it's all done really well, and I think that you know, with how heightened Will Ferrell gets, to have such like, um, like mild kind of people to bounce it off of, mm-hmm. I think it it was a really smart decision. With like Zoe Deschanel's really, you know one note in this um this in everything she's just <laughs> you know it's a vi- it's not a visual I know, podcast but people know i'm doing it people know i'm doing it they see me doing it um so you know i think that that was that was good because the lows of that make the highs of him even more significant and even more noticeable so i think it's really funny i'm glad that um I'm glad that uh, Wanda Sykes dropped out. So we got Phase on Love as Wanda. So we got Phase on Love as Wanda. Phase on Love would probably be my awesome. He would probably be my number two choice for MVP just because I think he's hilarious. I just think he's movie. so funny. I think like the scenes that he's in, he's only in a few. He's like in three scenes, yeah. Yeah, but he just I just think he does such a great job and he's like, We're a team. They're coming for my job. We all going down together, but he doesn't. I don't think over exaggerate it like you could do in yeah. that role. I'm always so I think f- he did a really good job. I'm always a fan of TV shows and movies of the boss who is just totally oblivious to the fact that the person he's talking to doesn't even fucking work there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just a sucker for that. I have That's a few. Cool. I have a few of those like big like you know, uh, like style questions for uh, coming up. Um, never realized. How weird it's going to be. So, obviously, they're never going to stop making holiday and Christmas movies. But, like, over the next, like, 15, 20, 30 years, all of the previous Christmas movies are always predicated around, like, brick and mortar. So, like, this movie in a mall. Uh, Home Alone 2, going to Duncan's Toy Chest. Christmas Story, going to a, a store for a gun. Uh, Jump All the Way. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Like, how that's going to be so different. And, like, how, I don't know, like, the holidays don't feel like the holidays unless, like, you're surrounded by other people all in misery. <laughs> like, being in a store, like, looking for something. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it just, sure, it's, I mean, it's going to feel weird. It's just like, what, what, how, the, how, where is the action being driven from if everyone's just buying shit online? Yeah, but or, I think that's kind of, like, what we said about, like, Black Friday this year. Like, it did not feel like Black Friday at all. No, because we didn't go to fucking any stores. We did everything online. Right. But that's, that's fine for real life, but it, how right. does that translate for me watching a movie? But, but I think that some of the excitement was that it was real life, right? For a lot of people, like, especially before online shopping became a thing, like, mm-hmm. that was what you did. That's all that you knew, because that was the only yeah. option you had. And now that, you know, things have advanced and things have changed, I think that it's going to have to change with it. And, you know, I didn't watch any of those, like, pandemic-focused movies that they came out with, like, during and right after, like, the big height of oh, right. the shutdown and stuff like that. But I'm sure that they have a lot of drama and tension. But a lot of it's going to have to be, like, 
psychological in nature or it's going to have to be from forces other than, you know, people yelling at you to get to the back of the line because they think you're skipping them or something like that, you know? Um, but now so it's going to be people just like cursing at their computers that they, right. their internet Getting drops for being the virtual line. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but I think that it's gonna definitely change this particular genre of movie, for sure. And it's gonna be more focused on like family and stuff like that rather than. See, my fear with that is it gets ham fisted. So I I also don't like you know how ham fisted the end gets. Like, there's just not any Christmas spirit. Who well, like, was it? it? I get it, but. It, it's just the way it was delivered and the way it was executed. Like, why the fuck are the Central Park Rangers <laughs> so, the, so evil? Like, they're making these poor horses out to be, like, the cause devil. Because they're the Because they're the Nazgul. I, 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 I also have always disagreed with kind of the climax of the movie and how it all kind of comes together. Um, and I, I appreciate the sentiment, but... It feels a little inauthentic. Again, to me you're at least, an, you're just a no, bitter asshole. I'm not. I'm not because I, I just want consistency, or I want. I feel like the movie builds up to have something as a payoff. So even when James Con like, you know, like goes and like rushes, like he dips out on his boss, and you know tells him up yours, and like does the right thing for his kid, and like apologizes to Buddy. Like, I feel like in a span of 10 to 15 seconds, because Buddy's holding on to the hug too long, for a laugh for the audience, it feels like Khan's already back annoyed with him. You know what I mean? He's not even singing to, like, help everybody. And then when he finally does, like, the the, the sled whooshes off uh, ahead of him. And you don't get that one scene where, you know, he's, like, like really a changed man. You see him quickly in his new office, like, talking to somebody on the phone for 10 or 15 seconds. It, it, it just all doesn't, like, perfectly fit. If it did, I would have it in much higher regard because there are, like we were getting at, so many legitimately, like, funny pieces and scenes. I love the mailroom scene. Like, that's just funny to me. Farrell playing off of people that, you know, embrace him is better. Same thing with, like, him and Michael, like, running around having fun. I like that scene. Uh, I love, uh, like, the people at the office kind of embracing him. There's just so many killer lines. I mean, of course, the most famous stuff is, like, the food groups. The Cottonhead and Innie Muggins, which I still feel awkward saying. Um, <laughs> uh, Hi, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> That's just so funny. <laughs> Him on the elevator, like, that stuff is just, like, pitch perfect in putting this individual in this real world, in, like, the fucking worst city possible to put him in, and just unleashing it. it yeah, yeah. It, it, that's the stuff that works for me. Um, a couple big overarching things that I feel like we've tackled in previous holiday movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Dunk Ernest, not Sam Dunk Ernest, fuck. Uh, uh, Ernest I was Saves, like, what? We watched Ernest Saves movies. Christmas was another Christmas movie, but I think we just drew that in the middle of the year. A couple big overarching things that I think we've tackled before, but it bears repeating again. I think my biggest pet peeve with holiday movies, Santa Claus being another one that does this, is that the constant worry and debate of being a parent that has a child that believes in Santa watching a Christmas movie and having that illusion be ripped under. And even more so, the fact that half the time, the movies can't even rectify it themselves. Like, parents don't believe in Santa Claus because of magic or whatever. But then there's never any sort of explanation or uh what's the phrase i'm looking for or or facing head on with well how the fuck are these kids then getting these toys <laughs> i it's always bothered me it always drives me nuts uh santa claus is is the worst one at it because neil's like santa's not real and it's like no you're just a dickhead um this one they they wink and laugh at it when they're in the north pole right because mm-hmm. like uh Buddy's dad uh, is telling him, like, some parents don't believe it's him. And Will Ferrell, like, sarcastically is like, oh, who, you mean they really travel all around and wrap these presents and yada, yada, yada? Mm-hmm. And you even kind of looked at me and was just like, 
Maybe we shouldn't have watched this. I'm like, she doesn't get it. Well, yeah, and that was only because Jillian was watching it. But still, like, what? She's only five. I don't want her to be disillusioned already. I already, <laughs> so can I be honest? I already feel like she is. Like, well, she's so, I think she. She's so smart and observant. And I also, maybe I feel like we overdo it sometimes. It'd be like. You over, hang on now. You overdo how it. Do don't I overdo pu- it. Don't put me in that. Overdo You're it the- how? You're the one who has to have different fucking wrapping paper. You use a different color pen and different tags to make sure that she can't identify that it's from us because, instead of Sam. Because she is... Fuck you for putting this on blast. You are an evil wench. Uh, because she is so smart and so observant, I feel like I have to go to those stretches. Now, to be fair, when I was a kid, my mother has the worst, most distinct handwriting on the planet. My mother was cursive Looks like she permanently is in an earthquake. And, like, all the labels were just her handwriting. The note in her handwriting. You know, it was blatant and obvious. But I was... But how long did you believe in Santa? uh, She told me when I was... Well, when I was, like, eight. Like, eight or nine is when I figured it out. Sure, but did you know before then? No, I didn't. Based on those facts? I I, I basically came to her and and, like, was starting to piece together, like... This doesn't make any sense. So finally, she's like, yeah, you're right. And then I was like, Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy? She's like, what do you think? Um, she turned into Rickles. <laughs> uh, but, so that's when I, I, I kind of figured it out and got it. But I feel like she's already doing it because sometimes it'll be like, you know, Jillian, like, you have to make sure. And she'll say like, well, Santa's always watching. I'm like, yeah, exactly. But like, I said something the other day where I was like, um, um, I was referring to something. Oh, she was talking about something that she got. Uh, I think it's Jesse, and she's like, "Yeah, Santa brought this to me." I'm like, "No," because we make it a point. If it's something that we know she's particularly really gonna like, or her big presence, that shit don't come from Santa. That comes from us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but there was something she's like, "I was like, no, Santa got you this." Remember? She's like, "Oh yeah, right." But like the way she said it was kind of like, "Sure, Dad, it's all from you." <laughs> and I wanted to be like, "Fuck!" Like she would be the kid that figures it out at five, you know? And then tells everyone, and then we're the one who can't make any <laughs> we're, parent we're friends. The, we're the assholes that ruined Christmas for the school. Um, and That's I'd be, all right. I'd be fine with it, but and, like, it is weird, like, being the adult for it now. <laughs> it honestly is. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to keep it as much as possible. When I'm watching a movie, pick a fucking lane. Like, pick a way to do it, because it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief. Either way. Either all parents know that it's real, and, you know, it's just the way that it is, or it's not, and... I don't know how to explain it. You know, it, it's weird, but I, it's just a frustrating concept to me in movies. Does it, does it not bother you? No, I don't really think about it. Thank you. Well, because so you, I grew up knowing that Santa wasn't real. Of course. I'm Jewish. Yeah, exactly. You knew. That's a bunch of horse shit. Um, that's just a fucking drunk white dude. <laughs> um, so that was. Well, and I also didn't have a chimney. My birthday's Christmas Eve. Like, you know, we still celebrated because, like, we celebrated all the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just how it was. Uh, yeah. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I still like the magic. I think that's more so what I believe in. It's like the magic and the beauty of what... Yeah. That belief brings, and whether it's believing in Santa or be- believing in family or love or whatever, um, I always feel like that's that's what it's about, sure. rather than, you know, materialism and stuff. One thing I will say is, one thing I think that has taken off modernly is like really trying to keep the illusion up to the point of like the elf on a shelf. Oh yeah. Like I will fuck that shit. No nah, man, it's too much work. Cause you know I'll I'll fall asleep on the couch. I forget to move that thing, and then the next thing you know, they're like the elves. I think didn't Stephen Ollie say that happened once? Where like they just fucking forgot. Like they tried to do it. I think so. And like the elf was still there, and they were just like, oh yeah, like he must have fallen asleep or something. And it's like when it's in my house, or, or like it's tangible. Like, more consistently. Because you can go to the mall and, like, see Santa for five fucking minutes. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, Or you see him, like, come out on the parade. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, that can be easily explained. It's like, oh, like, like, I think, um, who does it? Home Alone does it. Where he's like, I know you're not the real guy, but I also know you work for him. Right. That's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, Santa has, like, twin minions. It's like how Gallagher's brother went on the road sometimes. As Gallagher, too. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's brilliant. Like, that's okay. But, like, when I have something that's in my house for weeks on end that I have to keep the solution up for, nah. It's hard enough, as you just said, how crazy I am where I get presents out and I separate them from what comes from us and what comes from Santa and there's certain wrapping paper and that stuff gets brought out, you know, Christmas Eve when she wakes up, she sees the illusion of, oh my God, this magical fat man came and brought me all these presents as opposed to what we already had under the tree. There's nothing that beats that. Like, sure. (laughs) Talk about me being pessimistic, the pessimistic in the asshole. I I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I do think sometimes we do go overboard, but overboard to the lengths we go, or overboard to like how much we do. Both, both. But but I think now is when you're supposed to do that because yes, this is like. When she is starting to form, those oh, when she's like fourteen, she, she's gonna have expensive taste. She's gonna get two fucking things, and I, I, I sleep until eleven a.m. Uh, one thing I do miss about like what we started to do when I got older, and we stopped doing it when we started living together because you never really had had it, and I had kind of missed at that point. Was we started doing like you know I think the first couple Christmases it was just the two of us in our house. Like we went overboard and bought ourselves like a ton of stuff. Little things, like movies and games or whatever. But, like, but wrapped everything separately. We wrapped everything separately. Yeah. We'd wake up, like, Christmas morning, like, early and open it and stuff. But when I found out about it, uh, what my mom and my sister used to do was they would do, like, Christmas Eve. Like, that's when they would open their pre- open all their presents. So they, they could sleep in in the morning. At least, like, the few years, like, before me, really. Um, uh, and... Yeah, it was just a different vibe, a different feel. Because, like, then Christmas, you could spend, like, playing with all your stuff and doing all your stuff. Yeah. It was more so you had other activities or other things to focus on. So, like, I kind of feel like maybe that's something we can do when she's older. It's, well, again, different because of your birthday, but... Yeah, it's different because of my birthday. But I think it also depends because every family has that tradition, yeah. right? Like, there's some families that open a present on Christmas Eve. There are some right. who... Do everything Christmas morning or do it at night. Like, there's just all different kinds of traditions and things like that. Or some people just do their stockings on Christmas Eve and then the rest on Christmas Day. I mean, there's so many different things. And we'll figure out what's the best thing for us whenever we get there. Let's not rush it, though. I know. As I just said a minute ago, when you asked me, like, how old I was. I was like, oh, I was eight. I was like, oh, fuck. She's me in three years. Like, we, like, legitimately... May only have three more Christmases. Three or four more Christmases of like Santa time. Like that's crazy. Like that's wild, right? Yeah, in five years she'll be ten. <sighs> we'll be forty. <sighs> that's been all for My life. My life. Um all right, so let's get into performances. Um was well, there anything else you like before performances that you really didn't like or really did like that we haven't already covered? Besides performances? Besides no. performances. Okay. Um, so we already named Will Verrill the MVP of the movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely, easy. absolutely. Um, like I said, I really don't have any other, any other candidates. People who I'm pretty sure we can agree are not the LVP. Uh, the first one I'm going to mention is somebody you need to add to my list. No way. And it is... Really? Mary Steen It is a very specific time period. Basically from like... This movie on Mary Steenburgen. Like, 80s and 90s Mary Steenburgen, she was just, like, to me, like, plain Jane, boring, whatever. Really? You don't want to go Back to the Future 3? Not really, but, like, older Mary Steenburgen? Bring it on, man. I think, I think she, I just love her, her voice. Yes. And just, like, her, just the way that, her aura, just, like, the way she is, I just always enjoy watching her. She's very sweet in this. She's very sweet. I just think she has that, that, like, motherly kind of vibe and I just Man, what a so she has had so she was married to Malcolm McDowell for ten years and she's oh, been wow. with Ted Danson for almost thirty. Uh she basically elf and stepbrothers and there's one other movie I feel like where I saw her and I was like, God damn, give me some Mary Steenburgen. Um and it just took me totally off guard. Uh so yeah, so she, uh, add her to my list. Thank you very I'm, much. I am. And then, um, so, <laughs> so it wouldn't be, uh, her for me. Um, keep getting them checks, Andy Richter and Kyle Gass. 
I remember them being in the movie more. They're literally only in like two scenes. Uh, Amy Sedaris is good in this. Uh, give a shout out to all like the uh, old like animation style like voice work that's done in this movie mm-hmm. by Favreau and uh, Leon. I forget what his name is. Uh, Bob Newhart is good. I wish there was more Newhart, but again, he seems kind of like nonplussed to be there. I mean, I think it's Bob Newhart after like the Newhart show. Like, yeah. you know, he has nothing really. He's just he's just collecting a paycheck. So I really struggle with James Caan in this movie because I can't tell where the performance be- ends and just James Caan existence begins because it seems like he's not a character at all. It just seems like they hired James Caan. He showed up on set. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And then just, like, started doing it. But then he, like, he has a couple of scenes, like, the freakout scene, where, like, he's so fucking angry, or when he's, like, reflecting on, like, the picture of his, like, of Buddy's mom, where, like, he just, like, fucking is so in tune with it, where I'm like, God, I don't think I can make it him. Um, but a lot of the movie, he's just so quietly frustrated that I either want it to be... Less realistic, so I know it's, uh, so I know it's, uh, what's the fucking character's name? God damn it. Um, oh my god, what's his character's name? They say, like, Walter? Walter, Walter Hobbs. Uh, why I know it's Walter Hobbs and not James Caan. <laughs> I wish there was more of that. Um, so I always thought it would be him as LVP. I don't think that it is. Uh, I don't think it's Dinklage. I will say Dinklage dials it up to like fucking 13 in this movie. Yeah, but I In think, a scene and a half. I think that was more the writing rather than him. Like, they had to write this, like, very, like, uppity writer, like, who... Yeah. So I think that that... And it may be a combination of both, but I wouldn't put the blame for that totally on Dinklage. Um, but well, I don't know why we're skirting around it. We all know who, who the LVP is. I mean... Are we sure it's She's her? lucky she can sing. So but that's, even then. So that's what I was thinking might have let her off the hook in that she she can sing halfway decent. Cool. Is that all she did in the movie was sing? Or did she actually also have to act like an aloof person named Jovi? So we're talking about Zoe Deschanel. Um, I think they know. Samantha has had a vendetta against... I have not had a vendetta against her. I just don't see all the high... I think she's overrated. You think this movie's overrated? I think she's overrated. No. Yes. I think that she inherently gets cast as as these characters because of that manic pixie dream girl fetish uh-huh, uh-huh. mindset that sure. that's what people want to see. Right, because she can't act like anything else. She is pretty She's just boring. Boring. She's, she's wallpaper drawing and even and even when she like so like when she's singing in the shower and Wilfred's sitting out there and she like freaks out at him or when like when she's like being kind of put under his charm and spell or and when she's being laconic and even even when she's saving the day and she's singing in front of like a bunch of people it's not like she's really being that inspired it's like well I guess I should do this well yeah and it's like and that's what I was talking about earlier like what my fault with the movie is okay I can see that because yes I totally agree she's like like singing loud and clear for all to hear whatever however that that goes like whenever Will Ferrell delivered that line it was very like you know in like he had like some enthusiasm some oomph behind it she did not. She, yeah, she Zoe Deschanel like has no oomph. Resigned. She 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 just does everything in a, such a resigned manner, and it drives me crazy. Um, she she absolutely and like there's a difference. So like that shower scene always reminds me as well of um, Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm, of yeah. when she, um, Anna Kendrick is singing like the Titanium, and then um, Brittany Snow like interrupts her and her freak out. Yeah. versus this one. So, like, I always, like, compare those because they're very similar elements. And I just think there's a lot to be desired in what Zoe Deschanel does. Although I do like the song. That, I'm sure, was not her choice. Uh, she does... Baby, it's cold Baby, outside. Baby, it's cold outside. I, I... 
whatever reason, couldn't remember the name of it. Um, I mean, I like that song. Not, I mean, not anymore. You can't like that song anymore. Why? Because of how, uh, what's for lack of a better term, rapey it is? Yeah, yeah, it's very rapey. Um, did SNL do that? That skit, sketch? that was very good skit. I think it was Fallon, was really, Fallon was really and funny. Cecily did it. Um, weirdly enough, this is Will Ferrell's first MVP. I can't even think of another Will Ferrell movie we've done yet. I know, like, I think we've done, like, obviously we did, we didn't do Wedding Crashers yet, did we? No, we haven't done Wedding Crashers. I was going to say we might yeah, have done Yeah, we movies. haven't done Wedding Crashers, but he, yeah, but that's a bit part. We didn't do Step Brothers yet, did we? Haven't done Step Brothers, haven't done Anchorman, haven't done... Yeah, so we haven't done, like, the old classic. Old school, we haven't yeah. done, like, anything. So, yeah, yeah so it's really his any, first chance. Yeah, this is, like, the first big Will Ferrell movie that we've done. Yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel will be going on the multi-LVP list, because she was the LVP for The Happening as well. Have we done 500 Days of Summer? We have not, no. Oh, okay. Cool. She will not be the LVP of that movie. I, I don't... I think if anything she survives in, it would be that one. Um, mm, okay, well, we'll see when we watch it. You are incorrigible. I'm her. not! There, there really isn't anybody else... So, like I said, I have a lot of problems with just the tone and the M.O., it feels like, of certain people in this movie. Like, I mentioned James Conn, Zoe Deschanel falls into it as well. Ed Asner, to a certain extent, as well. Like, I talked about, like, he he does a really good stand-up, but there's times where I'm just like, I feel like at any moment he's just going to start yelling at people, like J. Jonah Jameson, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Same goes for uh, the kid actor who plays the the younger brother. At first, I was like, oh, boy. Bad kid actor alert. I, I actually thought the same thing, but then I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah, he settled in. He settled in. He settled nicely. in, and yeah. I like when he gets defensive of Buddy. Yeah. He's got some strong delivery. So, I yeah. I, I But I had the same thought. Yeah, at I was the like, beginning. oh, well, this is going to be a lot. Yeah. He's going to save the second and third lead in this movie, but nope, he didn't. Um, yeah, there's really not anybody else. Yeah, there aren't any other major players. Yeah. Okay. I believe this is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, probably future guest on the show, Madison Kirby's like favorite movie. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, sure does. And then I get it, but I don't like it that much. Um. <laughs> you you have been calling her new guy for like... Ten years. Ten years, so... No, she graduated from that funnily, but I might have to bring it back for her weekend, or for her wedding next, uh, next year. Um, what else on Elf? No, I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah. I think it's I, I can live with it being on for Christmas all the time. Like Well, you don't have a choice. Yeah, it, it's never going to be You don't have a choice, dude. It's never going to be an instant put on like Christmas story. Christmas story or Christmas vacation or this. So real quick, let's just we did this for the Halloween episode. Let me turn the volume down. I'm just gonna look and see what is currently on uh, movie wise for the holidays. It is what ten. Oh, it's gonna be a little hard because it's ten to eleven. Um, Armageddon. <laughs> no, it's for oh. you. Uh, so the Jim Carrey Grinch is currently on. Uh-huh. Uh, something. The bitch who stole Christmas. I'm guessing is that the bitch who stole Christmas. The bee who stole Christmas. Oh, maybe it is. Just, oh, yeah, I think it is just the bee who stole Christmas. So they didn't want to put bitch in the title. Um, that's on VH1. Bee uh, movie. Sister Act 2, just go with it. Uh, the Meg, Deadpool. All right, so maybe. <laughs> I think it's just us. <laughs> no, Once Upon a Main Street. All right, and then coming up. Mean Girls. Psycho Storm Psycho Chaser. Storm Chaser. This is all the stuff that's like overnight. I'm trying to find. Why are they playing distract two so much it's on loop um ooh I did not know that I'm gonna add pig to our list right now hell yeah beautiful I'll find time to watch that is this on mine or yours oh shit god damn it <laughs> yeah Christmas story office Christmas party jingle all the way um the holiday bad, bad mom's, mom's Christmas. Christmas okay no sleep till Christmas Christmas Cupid, Ice Wine Christmas, Holiday in Handcuffs, Arthur Christmas. There you go. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Happy Season. One. Black Water. Yeah, so Secret Life of Pets 2. There's already a lot more. 
Yeah, sure. Here than we experienced in um for Halloween. So I can can take solace in Heathers. In that, uh, man, I'm just excited that uh, I can watch Pig. You're so weird. I may, hey, I'm not gonna have to probably watch it for Oscar season, but you never know. Stranger things happen. Um, Hulu's got, Hulu's pretty good for fucking movies, if I do say so. Yeah, they've got a lot. Yeah, it, it's probably the best because you figure it's got, um, it's got all the, like, the live TV mm, mm-hmm. aspects, it has to have abilities to do this but we can do this in our own fucking time let's uh, get out of these people's hairs so they can enjoy their shopping so they can enjoy their families this holiday season samantha elf what are you scoring it i think it's a classic movie got some good scenes i sing along i laugh along i think it's it's good it's got feel good i i i think it's really solid it's definitely a christmas classic um but i don't we have identified a lot of of uh, areas of improvement or flaws that we've found with it. So I'm going to give this movie a seven and a half. Okay. I don't know what it is that just makes me always hesitant with it. Um, I, I It literally goes back to that November in 2003 where I was waiting for this laugh out loud Will Ferrell like raunchy movie and was watching something that I never thought I'd sit and look forward to watching with my five-year-old instead. Right. Um, so it just always defies my expectations when I sit down to watch it. Even this time when I was expecting to watch it and be like, this is the moment where I'm going to fucking get Elf. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Okay. Uh, it's got one of the best individual Chris's movie performances of all time, Will Ferrell, who single-handedly to me adds like a point to sure. what I would normally Absolutely. give this movie Absolutely. because he is so perfect and iconic in this role. Um, a lot of funny lines, a lot of funny scenes. Um, the story is good. It's short. It's like a tight 90-some minutes. So you get in, get out quickly. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give it a 7. I'm going to give it okay. a 7. So a 7.25 for Elf is the score. Um, and yeah, if, if it's your Christmas movie, there's nothing wrong with it to me. Just, it's not mine. I, I put it behind quite a few others. Okay. Um, maybe I put it behind the movie we'll be discussing next week with uh, Tim and Ellie Anderson, Love Actually, which we watched, I believe, on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving night is when we watched the so, actual movie. Or it was Black Friday. Uh, I think it had to been Thanksgiving because we were out. It was the 25th. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. We watched Thanksgiving night. Um, so we'll be just discussing that with them next week, and then we'll get to your... Birthday movie, Hot Fuzz, and then we'll wrap up the year with Snowpiercer, which means we are about three weeks away from ending 2021. I don't know how I'm going to do the Mullet Awards. I see that every year. And getting to our nominations for the 2021 Mullet Awards. I already, I already got my list ready and raring to go for well, the most part. Well, obviously, I need my, I need my, th- my sheets, You'll get please. your sheets when I'm done with them. We'll try, to, we'll try to finish the movies up here rather quickly, so that way we have time we really only have two more movies to watch for the rest of the year, and it's December 2nd. So what I always do is watch Hot Fuzz and Snowpiercer, then I'll give you your list. So that okay. we have no excuses when you lose this year. Um, Arcadeaudio.net is our home base, and we will be able to vote for those awards when the time comes. Make sure you're uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing to this podcast, as well as all the others on our network of shows. Patreon.com slash Arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Married W Movies on Twitter, Married Movies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mo38 on Instagram. It is the holiday season, so I may bust out a quick box and friends at some point to show off some stuff that's bought for me or that I buy for myself. Um, or, that's what? Or a gift exchange. Uh, last year I did with Andrew Zengri the gift exchange, and I got to get that ready, so maybe we'll do that. Opening our presents for one another. Um, and my Retro Wrestling Diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. In the year 1995. You're still in 1995. I feel like you've been in 1995 for like five years. Uh, when this episode airs, it's Fall Brawl 1995, which I just watched uh, two nights ago. Yes. Yep, two nights ago. Yep. The Dungeon of Doom era is upon us. The man there who's pretending to be a shark. The name is Shark. <sighs> 
At close. Jim with your Sam. Yep. Follow that instead of watch Football 1995. That's a show that I'll promote Samantha's Instagram over. Uh. Prepare to watch that fucking show. Anything else, Samantha? No. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, uh... New Year. New Year. There's another thing. My mom used to do like St. Nicholas Day or something, which is another excuse to Look, give me like Your mom celebrates present. Sweetest Day, which no one else She's does. a sucker for all the fucking like, like corporate She's shilling. legit a Hallmark, Hallmark fan through and through. She supports them with all those holidays because, you know, they're the ones who promote those holidays. St. Nicholas Day, Monday, December 6th. What is celebrated on St. Nicholas Day? The third century saint who became an inspiration for the modern day Santa Claus. Uh-huh. He's known for selling all his possessions and giving his money to the poor. Ah. So on uh, Monday, December 6th, I hope you donated money to people that needed it. Instead of giving random presents to your child when he was going to get more presents in three weeks. Thanks, Mom. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. She's given me... A, it's her fault. She's the one that's given me a complex on... Doing Christmas the way that I do Christmas. Okay. So, blame her, not anything else. Do we have enough Santa wrapping paper? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.